0: Welcome to the Mike on Much Podcast. I am your host, Mike Veerman. We are here with our friend and trusted producer, Max Kerman. We are also here with our pop culture aficionado, Shane Cunningham, and Erica is working the dials as per usual. Guys, we got a big show today. Uh, We have a guest. We haven't had a guest in a while, you know, like a a proper interview uh, with an artist. Uh, Today's guest is all the way from New Zealand, in New Zealand, actually, while we were talking to her today, uh, Benny, whose album, Hey UX, is out now. Uh, We will get to her in a bit. We'll set that all up. But before we do all that, Guys, what's been going on? Lots of stuff's happened in the news. Uh, Max, it seems like you're best friends with Jamal Murray now since the last time we talked. Uh, <laughs> Shani, I, I never get to see you. I only ever see you when we pod these days. So it's like we, you know, we used to talk all the time back to back in the office.
1: It's strange. Right, and I,
0: I see you lots on this family tree too. I, I love watching the promos come up. So it's like I'm keeping <laughs> tabs on you that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Sadly, like I was. I know you didn't want me in it, but I was available for the interview today. With Ben, you, know. you, did, uh, you didn't it. want to be in the interview. What are you talking about? Well, you know me. I want to be included in things that I'm not included in. Uh, <laughs> sure, <laughs> but had you so, asked me, I might have been like, ah, I don't know, I don't like that sort of thing.
0: <laughs> I'm very busy. I'm, I'm a little busy. No, I get yeah.
2: it. You've always yeah. been like that. Uh, hmm. It was a good chat, though. Uh, yeah. Maybe we'll we'll save that for the setup of the interview.
1: Yeah. What, yeah. Was uh, I feel like something weird happened during the interview? Did it? Was it no. odd at all? Or no, 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 it was no? lovely. No, she, oh, yeah. she was very cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we we can just talk about
2: it right now and not to have have this big build up to this thing where we eventually go. So she's 20 and from New Zealand and very chill. (laughs) And it was 9am when we talked to her. Big accent? uh, Big accent. Oh, yeah. uh, Mike, I had one. uh, No, it wasn't a gotcha question, but it was (laughs) a... how, How would you describe this kind of question? I was kind of Playing a trick on her, you like that moment? mm.
0: Well, Max pulled a switcheroo, which actually—that's what I meant
2: to say. Switcheroo, switcheroo. He pulled a switcheroo
0: (laughs) joke on on Benny, which our listeners see. I feel like, but this is in our past episodes when we do this setup, then we get into the interview, and then they get to listen to it. What we're gonna do is Mm. set this whole thing up, and then we're gonna talk about our lives, and then Benny's gonna be in. the... So how about I'm I'm making an executive decision right now, Max. Mm -hmm. I know you are the producer, but we're gonna set up Benny after we're done talking because we I want to hear about Jamal Murray. I want to hear about anything Mm. that Shane
1: has to say. Uh, Can I guess the? Prank though. Before we get to the prank, what the prank <laughs> was?
0: Prank is it? Prank is too strong a word. It's not like you.
1: <laughs> but for Max, it was probably a very big prank. You know. Yeah, yeah. No.
0: You can you can guess it. I'll, I'll park that. Okay. I'll make it in my notes here, and I'll I'll circle back to you. Or do you want to guess it right now? I want to
1: guess it right now. Go for it. <laughs> what, <laughs> was it we're hijacking Mike's? No, no. But then we'll go back and we'll come back to it. But was the prank that yeah, you yeah. pretended you were Mike from Mike on Mike?
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh. Mike was on the call with me yeah oh no. i know but you, I don't they don't know would.
1: who you are maybe they uh, okay anyway mm. good tease no. for the story um. about it later
2: hey i got really inspired by your 500 push-ups a day and i tried to do like over my 100 i got to maybe like 140 and i was like i'm not doing it, it sucks so but, that's as but far more as the
1: goal make the goal how many can you do in a row because that's when you can really get in high numbers because mm. if okay. you can do a hundred yeah, in a row 30 that's mm. your record Hmm. I would think you were stronger. I don't know, that's
2: my record. Well, I haven't tried to go for a record. I usually just do an in increments to 20 and then I'm like, okay, I'm taking a break. But okay, I'll give it a go. Push I'll, yourself. I'll check in next week on the pod.
1: Okay, you'll I'll get, do that. You'll get better results.
0: Shane, you actually came up last night. I was on a Zoom with our mutual friend and friend of the podcast and host of Heist, uh, Matt Unsworth. And he had listened to the pod where you said you do 100 pushups now a day. And uh, people were blown away on this Zoom that that's how you're living, how you're just basically like a workout machine these days.
1: Well, I'm I'm doing more than a hundred a day. I can do a hundred in a row, but and I wouldn't say I'm a workout <laughs> machine. That's really I'm doing that, and then I'm going for a run. And you can do a hundred push-ups, right. like you know, if you if you set that as a goal, a hundred push push-ups you can do in like a minute, and ten seconds. So it isn't a lot of uh, big time commitment, but it becomes very easy after you keep setting the bar higher and higher. Start with 10 next week, do 11, 12, etc.
0: You're really on like a motivational tip right now. Is it, are you kind of like uh, maybe transitioning start with family tree and then really kind of like inspire people, get them to, to take care of themselves. I don't
1: know. I, I find I do listen to a lot of that stuff like Gary V and other people like that. There's a guy, Wes Watson. He went to prison <laughs> for like, he went to prison for 10 years and, and all he did was work out in prison and now he's a motivational speaker. But he's just mm. like, "Fuck you! You can fucking do it." And it really motivates me. <laughs> I like being <laughs> like sweared you're at. Just
0: kind of glossing over. Like, what did he go to jail for?
1: Murder? No. Uh, it was. It was a.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a drug <laughs> offense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right.
1: So I feel like that's um, acceptable, and you know, there's a good redemption story where you don't feel too bad for uh, being motivated by him. But he's very like, get off your ass and fucking do it. And I like. I I've I like mm. being sworn at. Uh, th- mm-hmm. There's the other guy. I can't think of his name right now. Who really he swears at the camera and just makes fun of you for not for not being motivated. And I-, I realize that's no, how I, I get my best results. to that.
0: Oh really? No. Yeah. That's yeah. It's hard. I, I I I have an aversion to that kind of motivation. I like positive oh, okay. reinforcement and encouragement. Oh, okay. and Not like you know. Not like that. You worthless piece of shit. Start doing some sit ups. I'm like Danica. Calm down. I'll get <laughs> shape.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mikey what'd you do this weekend anything good uh,
0: nothing like really of note but I will say I'm kind of like not kind of I'm genuinely excited about all this vaccine news that's come out like mm. like it feels like shit is moving now like I was saying to, to some of the guys actually I did a backyard hang I, like with some of the champagne boys. Uh, and it's funny because it's getting colder and we're really pushing the limits of like being able to hang out. And uh, Sean Dawson, our friend, he actually ordered online like some $100 like heated vest that you plug in at home and then you like <laughs> unplug it and then you can wear it out into the backyard. So we're basically going to see if it works. And if it works, we might order like 20 champagne boy, like heated vests to try and get through this cold part. Um, That's amazing. Or, yeah. Or maybe like I'll even like, just invest in like an industrial like snowsuit invest. or something. Yeah. Um, Best fun. but I, this is all to say that I feel like all of us were getting very gloomy about the prospect. And I think a lot of people have had this where it's like, you've been able to get your social interaction by hanging out in backyards and sort of like, Hey, this is like the safe way to hang out. We're all distance. We can still have a laugh. We can have some beers and then get on our bikes and, and our separate ways. So then the idea of this winter coming was like, oh shit, like we're, it's going to be, it's going to be like three months of kind of like real isolation and whatever your cohorts are or your, who are you're, you're bubbling with. Um, But then this news came out where like these two vaccines have this like super high efficiency rate and you're like, okay, these months don't seem like, yeah, they're going to be tough, but it's like, I was likening it analogous to like a car ride where it's like, oh, it's four hours to get to Ottawa, right? And it's like, I don't want to be in a car for four hours, but you know, you have a destination. I would say for the vast majority of this, this pandemic, we've all, we don't know when the the ride was going to end. We didn't, we're just like, well, we're just driving. We're just driving. We don't know where we're going or when we're getting there for the first time. It's like, oh, you can kind of start to plan around barring like major setbacks or some crazy shit. It's like you can kind of start to see it now. You can go, holy shit, like this time next year, like I think I think we might be back, you know, knock on wood, all that stuff. You don't want to jinx it. But I would say that news, the more I've thought about it, I started to get invigorated. I'm like, I can see my friends again. We can like hug, you know, like it all starts to feel very possible Uh, again. I don't know. How did you guys feel about this
1: news? just learning (laughs) (laughs) I'm just processing it right (laughs) now (laughs) 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 what
2: was the thing that we oh yeah we had to tell you about a thing from last week four seasons landscape four four seasons (laughs) which was
1: very funny and I didn't know it was actually beside a crematorium and a dildo thing I thought you were kind of just being funny it was actually no, it true. Was. It was like truth was stranger than fiction.
2: Well, Shane, this is also true as well. So there's two, Moderna and Pfizer, they have these two vaccines, 90 and 94, 5% success rate if you if, get vaccinated. If
1: you're the 94% success rate one, that's going to be hard to, uh, like, or the 90% one, it's going to be hard to compete with the 94% successful <laughs> vaccine, right? Because I would want hey, that extra 4%. Do you know anybody who wouldn't get the vaccine? Because it feels like all of
2: our friends are like, sweet, like I wanna be first in line. Obviously you gotta take care of the old people and the healthcare workers and stuff. But do you know anybody? You don't have to name names, but anybody who's like, nope, not doing it.
1: I'm a little hesitant, not because I don't believe in vaccination, but because I'm it's so new, I'm scared they might have got the the mix wrong. And then sure it's ninety four per, uh, percent correct for the first two weeks, but then what if people stop dropping like flies or start dropping like flies? You're you're saying like you don't want to be in the first wave. You'll you'll let the first wave of
0: soldiers storm the beach, see what happens, and then you'll come rolling off the ship like much later.
1: Yeah, unless I'm a total pariah if I don't get it. But I'll see like oh, is it is anyone else kind of scared like me and the kind of wants to test the waters? But if it's like no, you get it or you're a weirdo anti vaxxer then I'll
0: you then also. I'll get it more than anyone in our friend group anyone that i know any of my close friends have taken to this life uh much mm-hmm. more than other people who are sort of itching to get out you're kind of like i'm good to keep doing this i mean you asked the question the other day was it on the pod about the million dollars how oh, much yeah, money yeah. would it take would i to keep, keep it going this? for money uh, yeah
1: i i would for money uh erica will you Sorry, take, the, uh, would you take the vaccine
3: um i'm sort of of the same mindset as shane where i would let maybe like a wave or two of people that's kind of how i've handled the reopening phases and stuff, like when restaurants first reopened and patios, I was like, something horrible is going to happen. Like there's going to be outbreaks every single day from a new patio. So I waited a few weeks on that and then things seemed okay. So I, then I went to a few and like, yeah, I think I might wait. I don't know if I would be first in line, but I'm very excited that it seems like they might be like, by yeah, by this time next year, we might all be vaccinated and be not scared of this thing anymore. And just, you know going out and not, like, drinking hand sanitizer pretty much and just, <laughs> yeah, being a little bit more normal than, than what we have been. What about you, Mike? I, I
0: don't know anybody um, that hasn't, like I was saying, like all the guys that we were hanging out around the fire the other night, like we literally guys started planning, like, where the first trip we're going to take together is, like where the <laughs> first guy's trip is going to be, like, and and who knows how this is all going to go, but it was nice to dream plausibly, for an hour over beers and actually like it wasn't pie in the sky we were genuinely we were like oh like are we gonna get on a plane like let's just go like let's drive somewhere and it was just like it was really fun to talk about and everyone was getting very excited and it was nice maxi i mean not only like just for your social life but your livelihood the thing that you love mm-hmm. to do get up on a stage in front of people this feels like the first sort of like ray of hope in that that sort of realm
2: yeah it really depends on how long the rollout takes because if you do they start getting it out in january you just like hope that everybody kind of sorted by June so we can have the rally and we can do summer festivals, but you know, it's funny I am I think have a very high level of social trust and general like belief in other people So i'm like I, I think i'm like, the least skeptical person of anybody. I know I feel like everybody's a lot more discerning You know, it's like oh what if they fuck it up or yeah, you hear some people go Oh, the government are liars or you never trust a drug company or you think oh really you're gonna do that You're an idiot and i'm always like yeah, of course. I trust them They know a lot more than me, but um uh, yeah, because I feel like, Shane, you're a little bit more like, ah, eh, I don't know. I don't know. You shouldn't, uh, you know, what, are, what are their like, motives? What's their I agenda? I feel like
1: you're skeptical of people who are playing it safe, like too safe. You're like, eh. You know what I mean? <laughs> the freeze is the best. I frozen. don't know if he's
0: still talking. He'll yeah. pick up on his mic, but we might want to make a promo of this. A-
1: just because... Sorry, the- <laughs> Alec. Can you, shut, can you shut the baby monitor up? <laughs> Thanks. Sorry, the... Uh, baby monitors baby starts, sometimes baby starts moonwalking <laughs> they don't get it on film
0: um, uh, your face froze in a very
1: uh, funny position my oh, bad I could hear the laughter Yeah, the audio wasn't yeah. frozen uh, but sorry the, the what was the question I'm skeptical you feel like I'm oh, yeah, it just feels like you're a little bit more skeptical than most I feel like you're actually one of the most skeptical skeptical people like and it was hard for you to come around to even accept that COVID was a thing that's my view me? yes you <laughs>
2: What are you talking about? Well, I, I was blindly optimistic that it would get sorted out. I was just like, nah, they'll figure it out. I'm okay. always like, you know, yeah. I <laughs> think there was I think,
0: I think in the I think when this first started happening, we could probably someone could go back and listen to the episodes, but I think Max, what your thing was, because I think you were wishful thinking because you knew you had the mm-hmm, rally that's coming what I was up. Doing. <laughs> it's like as like this the tsunami was coming, you, you you weren't quite mentally prepared to like get into panic mode with the rest of the world because you're like, no, 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 it's no. gonna be fine because Again, you just wanted to get up on a stage in front of you know
2: twenty thousand people and do your thing. Yeah, that's my disposition always. Man, it's gonna be fun. But yeah, yeah.
0: Actually, Max, I wanted to ask you about uh, Jamal Murray. I feel like it's been all over social
2: media. Yeah. So in the past, uh, the band has been lucky enough to get swag, and um, sometimes um, you know, if 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 I get an iPhone and I get hooked up with a new iPhone, I'll 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 kind of. Give away the older version. I, I think I gave one to, to Mikey V. Um, and uh, yeah, we've just been like very lucky uh, in the past with like getting sweet stuff. And um, sometimes uh, my, my roommates get to use it uh, or friends get the older versions. And it's, it's like a fun sort of hand-me-down situation. Um, but anyway, so we got the PS5s. And I was thinking, actually, I got a text immediately from Sean Dawson because Sean heard that Mike D got a PS5 and he said, yo, what are you doing with your PS5? Um, so, but I told Sean, I said, uh, actually, I'm already uh, promised it to my sister because my sister has four kids and they like to play video games. I don't even know what they play, but I was like, I'm gonna give it to them. So I texted my sister, I'm like, hey, I got this PS5, don't really know much about it, but like, apparently it's, it's all the rage. So I was, she's like, oh great, this will be a Christmas gift. You're the best uncle ever. Thank you so much. It's <laughs> something the kids can do all together. This is amazing. So then I was hanging out with Lex, the 11-year-old, and I said to him, I was like, Lex, you ever play PlayStation? And he, and he And he's sort of like a little bit of a spacey kind of kid. And he's like, "Nah, not really. You know, we play Xbox or whatever. He, he just didn't seem that interested in PlayStation at all. So then I was talking to man and I was like, you know, honestly, I don't know if his siblings play PlayStation. Lex would be the one that would care about this, and he doesn't seem to give one shit about it. So I'm just <laughs> going to hold on to this thing, and uh, see if something else kind of comes up so, like we can think of somebody who's like a little bit more deserving uh, of this PlayStation because and by the way I then found out that it's it's like these things are going for like over $2,000 you can't like, get them they're like, you can't they're like, get them
0: they're like the Tickle Me Elmo for adult men
2: exactly <laughs> so then um, that's a very Saturday, modern reference by the way of a hot item <laughs> no those things were very uh, scarce yeah <laughs> So then, oh, so then on Friday, actually it was Friday. Um, my new buddy Jamal Murray, we follow each other on Instagram. I don't know if you heard that in the last episode. He makes an Instagram post saying, Yo, need a PS5. Anyone want to hook me up? And I was like, This was actually kind of nice. It'd be a nice way to celebrate our new friendship because I've hooked up my other friends in the past, I've hooked up your brother Greg, I hooked up you. I have this new friend that's sort of a, becoming an important part of my life. And uh, <laughs> and I want to uh, maybe see if I can see if he, he could use you, it. You, you, you want to take, take
0: the relationship to the next level.
2: Exactly. And he, yeah, he just had his wisdom teeth out. And I've had my wisdom teeth out before. And I know there's a lot of time to kill. You're just sort of sitting around. You're all doped up on the drugs, the the pain meds. Um, so I just DM him. I'm like, yo, I got you. And he's and then he just said, dead ass. And I never heard that terminology before. What does that mean? He's uh, like no, so I,
1: shocked he's dead? Like you can't believe it? No, I think it's like are you like dead, dead serious? Ass serious?
2: Yeah, I think it's dead oh. serious. Let's 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 look that up right now. Dead ass uh meaning. Okay, here we go. On it says um <laughs> I can't say some of these words, but um <laughs> when a new yeah, I dead ass need some new Tims. Yeah, yeah. Mm, so you just means we're really serious about something. Okay. and i was like yeah here it is i took a photo of it and i was like he's like yo did you get extra do you what's the story and i was like no i you know you seem like you could use it more he's like that's amazing so he's so i was like okay how are we gonna get it to him because he was in kw i texted erica i was like maybe erica's gonna be coming to toronto and you got right back to me and then i was like ah, she's not gonna be coming to toronto because that would be a you know a lot of driving for this for this activity and um then we realized maybe we just put it in an uber it only costs 100 bucks to get out there. This is hilarious. So that's exactly what we did. Uh, Jamal was there to receive it at his house. He was very excited. I made a cute little TikTok uh, about me putting it in an Uber, which I thought was kind of fun. Did you and edit then the that next, TikTok? Like, of course I did. Do, do you <laughs> think I paid a professional? It was such a ratchet-looking TikTok. Yeah, okay, yeah. Did you think it was sense.
1: good? Yeah.
3: It was mildly <laughs> confusing.
1: It, it was a little confusing to follow
3: You've been getting really good at TikTok, I though. Yeah. Your editing's like it's really improving, I think.
2: Oh, thank you. Well here's the thing about TikTok yeah. is that it's really built for amateurs. Um mm-hmm. and, and actually part of the charm in TikTok is not about how cleanly or sharply it's edited necessarily It's more about like is the idea good So even if there's like a spelling mistake Or it's not completely perfect It doesn't really matter Like if the idea is good mm-hmm. And people and people just stay on the video Then that's sort of the point That's like the job, job, well done So um, I made this little TikTok And uh, I made some Insta stories And Jamal shared all the Insta stories Because he was just very excited to have the PlayStation And then it ended up getting picked up by places TSN picked it up um, Narcity picked it up uh, and then um, Bleacher Report picked it up and they basically they're all these aggregators are just ripping my TikTok that I like made in the car in 15 minutes and Bleacher Report has like 14 million people on Instagram like 9 million on Twitter and uh, it became a bit of a, a news story for a very long time and for the last f- four days I've just been getting DMs being yo give me a PlayStation this from is from random your, people Oh, not from your nephew. <laughs> Not from my nephew. Actually, you know what though? The morning, um, my cause my sister said, Hey, so uh any word about this PlayStation? I'm like, oh, um there's don't another go on TikTok. thing kind of, don't go on TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away um, from social media.
0: Yeah. Well, it's funny, Maxie. <laughs> I was with uh I was with Sean Dawson and Mike D from your band and Deezy was going on about how he got this PlayStation he's like a super gamer so he was mm. like very very happy and all those guys play video games too I'm not I don't play video games but they were all very very excited uh, and then Sean said that he literally was trying to get yours off you but that you were giving it to your nephew and everyone's like ah <laughs> you know you can't really like you can't fault the guy that's a really nice thing to do and then literally two <laughs> days later I see this shit on on Instagram <laughs> And me and Danica were like dying laughing. Uh, but it's you, you've now explained that, you know, that maybe your nephew wasn't that into the video games in the first place.
2: Yeah. And Sean called me Judas, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and, 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 and by the way, Greg was irate. Greg was so unhappy with me. He's like, you have to give this to a fucking millionaire. Fuck you. Bro. Yeah. So <laughs> your, your brother was not not happy with me. <laughs> oh, my God. But I was That's like, so I was funny. like, Greg. Like you know, if, if we get invited to a basketball game, if Jamal like you know hooks us up with courtside seats and you're my guest, you'll be thanking me because that'll be a cool thing to do. So just like, come on, man, uh, give me a yeah, break. but but trust but then, trust me a little bit.
0: But then you're gonna have another
2: Veerman that's pissed off at you if you do that. Yeah, that's right. You can't win. You cannot win. You can't. You know. <laughs> I, I, I'm the guy that. But wants but to Erica, you did say after this all came out, you did text me and you're like, I would have driven to Toronto. That would have if this is what you needed before, I would have done it.
3: Yeah, I would have. It, it was a very vague text. You were just like, oh, will you be in Toronto? And I don't know if you noticed, but Toronto's like COVID numbers are pretty fucked up lately. So I'm kind of avoiding Toronto at all costs. Mm. And I just wasn't planning. And then I, I had a busy day Saturday. So I was like, ah, I'm actually not. And then I was like, why? Wow, what's up? And, and manager Ash was like, save it for the pod. And I was like, yeah. oh, now I'm intrigued. Like, what could this have been? Like, like I don't know, maybe production help on something or I don't know, something Arkell's related, I assumed, whatever. And then, yeah, the next morning I woke up and I saw this all on Instagram unfolding. And I was like, Max, I would have driv- I would totally driven to Toronto for this. Just a quick yeah, re- pull over, throw the PS5 in the back, hit back on the gardener, And, yeah, I totally would have done that, but.
0: You would have gotten it's the video talking. too, Erica. Instead of that Uber driver, it would have been you on Bleacher Report, like as they totally the, the oh, the, oh I, didn't
3: th- I didn't think of that part. Oh, yeah, that would good. Cause, yeah, because you could have been d-
2: featured in the story, like, hey, my friend Erica, she she's from KW, she's offering to do this. And well, you could've I could have met gone. Jamal
3: yeah. even.
2: Yeah, uh, that's
3: tough one. Okay. Hey, A tough one. There'll
0: yeah. be other opportunities, Max. <laughs> did you like on the last episode? We talked about how you got everybody on that set phone number but you didn't get jamal's mm-hmm. number do you now have jamal's phone number
2: i do we're text buddies now so wow there you, go. there you go how'd you yeah. get his
1: number what a happy ending
2: <laughs> well i was well, in the dms i was like just text me here it'll be simpler and i was like I need and then you did there you go
1: how is texting easier than using social media app what's more simple <laughs> than that <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> because I don't te- I don't have notifications set up on my DMs. That's why. Oh, okay. And I wanted yeah. to make sure that it was all being dealt with in uh, in real time. I didn't want to good answer let one of them s- slip through the cracks. Yeah, there you go. Do you wait for him <laughs> to
1: initiate a text,
2: or will you just be like checking um, in randomly? Good question. We'll see. We'll see. um It'd be funny if, 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 like,
0: in your in your texting with them, like you're now trying to seem hit. So you're just like, you're like, yo, dead 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 ass, ass, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> He's what, like, what good <laughs> yeah <laughs> no cap that system's awesome
2: <laughs> uh, okay well anyway,
1: that's that was awesome
0: weekend. though it was, man it was, it was, it was that, fun as uh, well and he seems like a cool guy like uh I, I, it seemed like he was genuinely excited to have this this system that nobody can seem to get
2: yeah yeah it was good it was uh yeah, and I showed you guys some some teaser clips from the the PC thing, which we don't want to give away. But it feels like uh, there's real chemistry with us on on screen a little bit. What'd you say? We have
1: seen some preview. <laughs> Shady. Yeah. Well, what can, can we talk about it? You're dominating uh, those crazy. PC ads, though. Those ads you're doing. <laughs> Do other people talk in them though? Like, I know you sent us the ones where you're dominating. Is there ones where yeah, other yeah. people get the the pass the ball? No. Yeah. No,
2: I just I sent you the good ones, is all. You know. Okay. <laughs> good stuff. All right, let's get to Benny. Let's get to Benny.
0: Alright, uh, so like we alluded to off the top, and did like almost like more of a, an intense tease than it, it maybe needs, but uh, Max and I today uh, talked to Benny, like I said, she was in uh, Auckland, New Zealand, uh, you'll hear this on the interview, there is video of it, so maybe we'll put some clips up, uh, but uh, we haven't done one of these in a while, Max, where we kind of sat down and spoke to an artist, we've certainly never done one on like Zoom, where it's like an interview, like, like you know, we've had uh, people on like sort of like joining the pod, like uh, Haley Elsacer, we've had Meg McPeak on, um, you know, a, a, but that's... That was more that was less like there was kind of an interview in the conversation, but it was far more of like a hang, like when we did like the you know the Jay Onwright thing. This felt like more of an old school, we're going to sit down and talk about this person's sort of you know creative process, maybe their journey to this point. Um, but yeah, Maxie, how did you feel? It was 9 a.m. for her, it was three in the afternoon for us.
1: Yeah,
2: she was really chill, and I mean that in a, in a complimentary way, like even though she's 20 years old, she seemed to have just like a lot of natural confidence about herself you know what i mean like and it wasn't like she wasn't happy uh to be here like i think she was like enjoying the conversation but it really felt like she had that like very casual new zealand charm and as she said it was she's on island time she's that's just the way she is so i i I found that to be very very cool
1: what was the prank max (laughs) Mm. i'm very excited
2: for this
0: Set up your switch okay. room, Maxi. Yeah. Okay, so this is there. what happened
2: because uh, she's from New Zealand. She's a pop star. She's twenty years old. Uh, so I said to her, "You know, I know you're a pop. I know you're from New Zealand. You're you're young. You're a pop star. And I know I'm sure you get this question asked all the time um, because New Zealand's you know a small place. Do you have you ever hung out with flight of the Concords? Because does that mean anything to you? Do you get the Do you get the switcheroo? Because because uh, people would have thought I was going to say Lord, because Lord is from oh, New Zealand. I she was probably get the my Lord My
1: first thing. guess was going to be Flight of the Concords. I actually was thinking, <laughs> oh. wow, <laughs> w-
0: wow. Well, the funny thing is, I was going to ask off that off guard. the
1: top if they knew Flight of the Concords, Actually, I didn't know She's... Lord was from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay. okay, so Shaney, Shani, Shani, Shani uh, there was a huge controversy involving Four Seasons landscaping. There are two viable vaccines, and
1: uh, Lord is from New Zealand, quite famously,
0: actually. Yeah. So
1: if if I didn't know there was a switcheroo coming, I would have said, "Oh, flight of the Concords. That that was going to be my thing. <laughs>
2: and that's huge. why you're the pop I, culture in my opinion, way bigger
1: than Lord. Than
2: Lord? Yeah, you're nuts.
1: No, well, they're like a pretty few like ten years ago. She was big. <laughs>
2: She was big ten years ago, but they were. They're but still they're bigger now.
1: But they're popping now, now yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, maybe because uh, he's on Moana. He he plays the crab. <laughs> <laughs> the <they're> Germain. <laughs> um, it's the best song in Moana. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Erica, do you uh, have you listened to Benny at all?
3: I listened to her uh, yesterday. Yeah, actually, yeah, and we I listened the song, the song with "Grimes." Right? Uh, mm. y- yeah, yeah. She has that one song with Grimes, but that wasn't the big hit, was it?
2: No, Super Lonely is the big one, which, you've, yeah. which you, if you've heard, you're like, oh, I know this one. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, she was cool. She was really chill. I was just on there for technical support, but um,
0: yeah, yeah, what was your takeaway? You were watching, Max and I, like, it was the only the three of us were on a screen, but there was, like, other people, like, in the, the chat that were, like, like, her manager and, like, the people from the label and stuff like that were, like, it's kind of weird because you're doing this thing, oh. but you can see, like, four other squares that aren't
1: like, I no don't like that move. I find that weird.
0: It's a little odd for sure. Mm-hmm. But I just think of it like when I've done other interviews with, you know, like artists, they always have people with them that bring them through the car wash. And you just kind of always have But at have least you can see them, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and I will say Greg Stewart's office, for people that have been listening to this podcast for a long time, they would always stay outside the office and we shut the door. So it ended up actually just being me and the artist. So actually it was more rare actually that the, the people like the management would sit in Hey, eh, maxie.
2: Yeah. It wasn't, we hardly ever got that.
0: What, what was your takeaway? Cause you were, you were, you were watching the whole thing.
3: Yeah. Same thing. She was incredibly chill. Um, she has great eyebrows and, um, <laughs> yeah, she seemed, she seemed cool though. She seemed really nice. And, uh, yeah, I always just wonder, like, especially with, with you, Max, because obviously, like, in Canada, you have, you know, quite the notoriety. Everyone kind of recognizes your face and your name and stuff. But I always wonder with uh, international folk how familiar they are with you, right? And, like, I, I was having a hard time kind of gauging, like, I almost want to be like, um, do you know who he is? Like, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, what but, are you... Uh, <laughs>
1: what's your New Zealand numbers I like, like?
2: i like have uh, never <laughs> been in New Zealand. So, yeah, yeah no, I mean, uh, I imagine because it was done through the label through Universal so there might have been a mm-hmm. heads up like oh this guy's in a band from here but there's like so many fucking artists in the world so and we're not totally in her scene so I wouldn't expect it. but but I appreciate you sticking up for me that's very nice of you yeah
3: I, I almost unmuted myself and uh, chimed in there but
2: yeah do you say do you know the <laughs> fuck you're talking to right now Benny <laughs> Shane
1: did you let's have get, any more questions about, about Benny from New Zealand no that's all I'm excited all right. to listen to this let's throw it to it let's get to Benny
2: First of all, where are you in the world right now? Where are you exactly?
4: I'm in Auckland, New Zealand.
2: Oh, <laughs> oh very <laughs> nice. What time is it yeah.
4: there? It's 9:05 a.m.
2: Oh, oh, good wow. morning. Good morning.
4: Yeah. What time is it for you guys? It's just
2: mm, past three, three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. So. Oh,
4: look at that.
2: What is your morning routine, by the way? Are you had you had your coffee yet?
4: I haven't had my coffee yet. Um, I wake up. I take my dog outside to go to toilet and mm. feed her and then I feed my cat and then I usually make toast and a chai latte, mm. but, but I'm still yet to do that this morning.
2: Chai latte, you make that at home by yourself? You have like a fancy machine? Oh, it's Are a we
4: sachet. What is that? Like a sachet of like powder.
2: Oh, oh, I see. I
4: see. Sometimes I make a coffee, but it's like it's a bit more effort, you know. Mm. That takes longer. Not always worth it.
0: With the uh, way things are right now, have you have you been in Auckland sort of non stop, or have you managed to sort of go around a little bit and do some traveling?
4: Um. Well, I just had a New Zealand tour. Yeah. Um, So that was the most traveling I've done all year. Apart from that, no, I've pretty much been in the same place.
2: What do the shows look like over there in New Zealand? Because that is a foreign concept. I'm in a band in Canada, and like the rest (laughs) of the world, we we can't uh, we can't do anything. So, but I know New Zealand is sort of ahead of the curve. Uh, What what is it? Are they like normal shows, or what are the restrictions like?
4: Yeah. Now there aren't really any restrictions. Um, I mean, we've actually just had like a couple of cases, so um, we're back to like wearing masks. But um, shows are still just like normal. You can, so we have like QR codes which you're like technically meant to sign in with but a lot of people don't. Mm. Interesting.
2: Interesting. We're very jealous.
0: So one of the things I wanted to start with was this performance on uh, Stephen Colbert uh, yes. which was, it, it was incredible. Um, Thank and you. I was very confused because I thought maybe you were in his studio because it was so it was sort of shot like a studio show, but I was like, I don't think she's, you know, gone to oh. New York, which is where I think he films. So how do you what are the logistics of that? How do you guys set that up? Is it like sort of walk me through how that all works?
4: Um like the crazy thing about being able to do it from home is that we have like all the creative direction and everything, which is quite cool. Um and we actually got to film it um at an arena in Auckland. Um, oh, oh yeah so because like not no one else is using it either so it's like you know everyone's kind of just like willing to let you use your space and we just set up how we would usually play a live show and um just perform the live show basically to a crew
2: yeah. I, you know you did a performance on Fallon uh earlier in the year and that was I think at a time when a lot of the late night performances were almost like music videos. Like it felt more like yeah. a music video than it did a late night performance. And then lately though, it feels like it's gone back to the more traditional look. Uh was that what was what was the the thought behind your Fallon performance and the artistic direction for that?
4: Yeah. Um well I worked with this woman called Charlotte, um, who I've made I've made music videos with before. Mm. Um and she's like I don't know, she's just super like Artsy, got a very good eye. And I mean, I guess when I was kind of talking to her about what we wanted, um, we, we first wanted to find a really cool location and we found this place called Roundhead, which is actually another studio um in Auckland. But it's got like all these weird, like cool, like quirky rooms and stuff. And I don't know, I mean I guess we kind of we still did it a one take like performance, but then we kind of like took um took different types of shots so that we can make it look really nice.
0: Traditionally, um, when you're doing like a big sort of popular show like Colbert or Fallon, you know, there'd be this excitement about going to the studio and sort of like having these seminal experiences as an artist. Do you still Mm -hmm. feel like, do you still get the excitement even though you're doing these sort of alternative sort of unique performances that you then send off to another place instead of going and physically being there?
4: Yeah. I mean, I think there's like maybe a little bit of me who's like, damn it like i didn't get to (laughs) meet didn't get to meet them but um i think i think like when it gets posted by them is when i'm like oh my god that's crazy because i also watch like a lot of youtube and when i see like the film thing up and everything i'm like oh my goodness that is wild watch so many of his videos
0: yeah so then it feels real because you see him introduce the clip and then it, it becomes you get that that sort of feeling that you want out of these sort of exciting things yeah Um, we wanted to go back to the beginning a bit because, you know, we'd read that your parents were cool with you dropping out of uni once you decided music was going to be the thing. Uh, what did they do for a living and sort of like, what was the music like around your house growing up?
4: My dad is a video editor, so he's always been in the creative industry and mum, she's done like a ton of different things. Like she did voiceover work and acting and only that when we were growing up and then, um, picked up like English as a second language and now she's my PA, um, but <laughs> <laughs> so, which is fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I grew up around like their friends who are all, you know, creatives and artists and stuff, and was always kind of encouraged to make stuff and like go outside and you know what I mean? I don't know.
2: Weird kids in New Zealand, I guess. <laughs> Hold on, I, I want to get into this. So, your mom is your personal assistant. Is this what you're saying? Yeah. Or per, per, okay. <laughs> What's because it's funny. Like I can't imagine. I went. I just went out for a walk with my mom, and we mm-hmm. got along pretty well for like 25 minutes. But I know there's a cutoff point around the 25 <laughs> oh, minute mark where I'm like, oh, no. I'm 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 going to annoy her, or she's going to oh, annoy no. me. But uh, but then you see these other, you know. Billie Eilish fi- famously is very close with her mom and tours with her mom. And so what's the dynamic? Uh, is your mom giving you pointers? Do you have to tell her to quiet down sometimes? What's the <laughs> dynamic like between you two?
4: Um, no, we're, we're already like we're best friends. And I feel like um, before like I started paying her, she was doing it like she was trying to do everything anyways. And I was like, well, man, like, let me give you something. This. <laughs> um but now nah, we, I mean, we hang out all the time, anyways. Um, and I've just recently moved out of home, and we still see yeah. each other like ev- we still see each other like every day, though. So it's kind of like I was like, oh, why not join the team? I take you on <laughs> tour as well.
2: Ah, oh, that's awesome.
4: But we're a bit codependent.
2: Uh, how big were the shows that you just went on
4: on the tour? Um. Oh, I think the biggest one was. I don't actually know. It was the biggest one was an arena. So there were thousands at that one. And then the smaller ones were like 2,000. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah.
2: Have you always been like this? Just comfortable? Like, you? how old are you again? You're 20 and everything just is what? very effortless with with all of this have you always you seem you seem kind of wise beyond your years or just sort of not i don't want to say over it but it seems like but you it seems like you've done a lot of things already mm -hmm. in in your short life have you always sort of had this sort of laid-back disposition
4: i think it's just like the kiwi way (laughs) honestly like sometimes sometimes i'm a little bit more like ah i feel like most of the time it's you know, we're living on island time over here. It's kind of like just, <laughs> we're just chilling.
0: Do you have anxieties? Are there things that make you perturbed or that you get nervous about? Or, or yeah, you, you, there are. Like, what would what give would it yeah. to us?
2: Let's get <laughs> yeah, into tell it. It. I, I want to know chill. about
4: that. I seem chill, but I am actually like an anxious ball of funny streaks. <laughs> like, um, I have a terrible problem with sleeping. Mm. Like, I don't get I don't get very much sleep because I think that like there is going to be someone outside.
3: And I'm gonna go to sleep, okay. and then
4: gonna... I've written a couple of songs about it. Um, I can't go like anywhere by myself <laughs> because ah. I am turned... Yeah, so I'm actually like a out, but
2: hey. <laughs> okay, so sleep—you don't like doing things by yourself. I, I relate to. well oh, actually, I'm pretty good with the sleep, but I like to always have like a partner with me, no matter yeah. no matter what I'm doing. Uh, yeah. Do you get t- a- any stage fright uh, happening?
4: Um. Oh, there's always, there's always lots, like, leading up to it. But I feel like once you're, like, on stage, you're kind of so nervous that you don't actually feel anything.
2: Mm, yeah, yeah, you're numb to it. I get it. Yeah. When,
0: uh, like, Super Lonely takes off and it becomes, like, sort of has this crazy life, uh, I'm sure that you're sort of following along. You're watching the TikToks. You're doing all that stuff. Um, at what point does that sort of become... I guess just normal or is it still something that you still are like, I can't believe this is happening. Like I, I'm always fascinated by that sort of like transition from like my life. This is all new in my life to being like, mm-hmm. oh, this is just my life.
2: Yeah. When's the last time you looked at a super lonely TikTok? Like, does, do you do that anymore?
4: <laughs> uh, I haven't seen one in a little while actually. <laughs> but um, uh, no, I don't, I think, I think it's all, it all still feels pretty surreal to me. I don't feel like, I don't know. I don't feel like anything that like, happens to me in my music career will ever actually feel like normal Mm -hmm. you know I don't think I can get used to it because it just like blows my mind that I'm doing Mm -hmm.
0: it um well talking a bit about the record and sort of like you have collaborations uh what were sort of the most memorable experiences or even like songwriting which is fascinating you know the best stuff that comes out of that Uh, you know if there was one sort of moment or or experience that you could sort of pinpoint what would you say sort of defines the record
4: Oh, my goodness. Uh, All of it was just bloody great. I was having a, a brilliant time making this. I was having, like, the best time of my life making this record because I was just, like, going into every session and, like, just kind of, like, kind of playing a bit, like, just, like, messing around and not really, like, I don't know, not really taking myself too seriously and saying, you know, joking about doing a drum and bass song, and then actually making like a low key, like drum and bass EDM song, mm-hmm. and then I don't know. Everything was kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, I think I didn't take it too seriously, and I think that that led to me just being more experimental. Um,
2: was was it all done in LA?
4: No, it was pretty much all done in New Zealand, and oh, most nice. of it was done this year. Yeah, I made, I did make, I made Night Garden and Super Lonely in Winter in LA or at least mm. part part of winter was made in LA, but um, most of it was made here.
2: Well, on that point, cause I've done, you know, sort of like the, the rounds of songwriting sessions in LA and sometimes they're great. And you like, oh, this is amazing. I just met this person and we have a connection and we came up with something cool. And there's other times that you're like, oh, that was kind of a waste of time or just didn't fit. Uh, what was the hit rate for you? Like, were you like learning a lot every day? Were you thinking, oh, this is kind of soul crushing? What, what was your kind of impression of that?
4: Um, I think, well, I, cause I had broken up with my boyfriend like four days before leaving to LA. So I wasn't really like in the mood, um, Mm. to be, to be talking to anyone. Cause normally like when that kind of stuff happens, I will literally go and be sad in my room for like a month or whatever Mm. and not want to talk to anyone except for my friends and my family. But I mean, I don't know. It was, it was weird for me to be honest. Like the first, the first couple of sessions, where I made a song of mine called "Blue" and, a, and "Super Lonely." I was working with, I had my producer, and I had I was working with this woman called Jenna Andrews, who's a friend of mine. She's and Canadian. Like, I
2: just looked that up. Right? Yeah, I think
4: she's, she is. Yeah, and what, she's I don't she's
2: know great. her. We, we, we you normally know every Canadian. Uh, no, no you should. Where they are in the you world. should
4: meet her because she's really really cool, and she's like actually. She I mean, I don't know. Chris. Yeah.
2: Chris, we know her manager now chris smith is i think her manager uh, or there you I'll go discover her anyway yeah go ahead sorry there we go cut you off. No,
4: sorry <laughs> um yeah but i mean i feel like like getting into the sessions with her was really nice because i could just like you know comfortably like talk to her about everything and she wasn't like there trying to do everything for me you know she kind of understood that i write my lyrics to my songs and she respected that and that's how we you know, ended up collaborating in a nice kind of way. Um, Some sessions I did, there were some other sessions that I liked. I loved working with Kenny Beats, um, Jonah who made Winter with Josh was also really cool. But, I mean, yeah, I did have sessions where I was like, oh, my gosh, this person is trying to write this song for me, and I hate it. Like, yeah. <laughs> I did, But I didn't really know what to do because I was kind of like, this is really awkward. Like they, they're obviously used to working with artists who – who want them to do this. And I, didn't, I was kind of also not in the place to be like, stop, you know?
0: Mm. That's interesting. I guess in general, would you like, because of like maybe where you're at your career, maybe just personality wise, do you find that normally you would be assertive and sort of say like, I'm not feeling this, but then you, it's kind of this weird power dynamic because you're sort of on their turf in LA, you know, you're kind yeah. of feeling like, where where's my place? Do you think sort of normally you would be the personality type to sort of interject and just be like, no, nah, this is how I want
4: it? Yeah, definitely. At least, like, I've made pretty much all of my music with this one guy, Josh, um, and I've also worked with this guy, Jason, on a lot of my music as well. And I think that because I'm so comfortable with those guys, you know, I'm pretty bossy. Like, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I tell them exactly what I want and they don't really, like, button it at all with my lyrics or anything. So it's a nice system, but it's kind of weird when I'm in a studio with, like, maybe a producer and a writer who I have, n- I don't know anything about them. And then there's like one of them who's, you know, trying to, trying to get it going. And I'm like, whoa, shoot, man. Chill. <laughs> Let me do my thing.
0: <laughs> Have you had a uh, an experience yet where maybe somebody that you listened to and admired, you know, before you were doing this sort of as a, as a career has now heard your music and reached out to you? And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't know that that person heard my stuff.
4: <laughs> um, Yeah. Yeah, there are lots of people who who i am like a fan of give us a top
2: three give us a top three come
4: on oh no
2: um lily allen's on your record that's pretty cool
4: lily lily was one that was another one that was one where my with sony atv were like oh she's a fan and i like flipped out well yeah how
2: did that one come together because that tune sounds kind of different than a lot of the other stuff on the record yeah, yeah how did that one come together
4: yeah, um I worked on that with Josh, Um and that was the song where I got into the session and I was like, I want to make a drum bass song. I want it to be in the album. Um And we just did exactly that, and then I, I knew that I wanted to get some kind of, like, some kind of, like, female feature on it who, you know, had experience with, like, I guess, EDM and that kind of, like, weird, like, alien stuff. I didn't even think of her because I'm – a huge fan, and I like did not think she would ever want to. And then, um, yeah, no, my my Missoni fan were like, "What about Grimes?" And I was like, oh, "You guys have to be kidding me!" And then, but then it ended up ended up ended up working.
2: And I'm sure you're sick of this question being a pop star from New Zealand, but I have to ask: <laughs> yeah. Have you ever? Uh, thought about or even hung out with you know who I'm gonna say the flight of the Concords. Have you ever hung <laughs> this kind of guy?
4: I I actually had no idea who you're gonna say because I was like <laughs> there are a few people you could say. Um I haven't I've no. never seen them uh, I've never really? seen them anywhere. Maybe slightly yeah.
2: before your time. They 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 had their like kind of they're in their heyday never. when you were probably eight or nine years old so uh, I think so. But <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's uh, any any final thoughts, Mikey?
0: Yeah, well, I'm, I'm I'm always fascinated, sort of like in a granular sense. If you are the sort of person that is thinking very much now, meaning like this is the record now, this is what I'm doing, this is where I'm at creatively, or if you think, what am I going to be doing five years from now, or what's my ultimate goal? How, like, do you sort of like do you try to plan stuff out in chess moves, or do you or do you try to be very present?
4: Um, I think. For the most part, I'm pretty like, all right, tomorrow is, this is what I'm doing and and I'm working on this right now. So present is what I'm kind of worrying about. But I also have a, like a life goal, which is that I want to be like 70 and like, like have a farm and, and like rescue cows and sheep and, and still be making music. So that's my like, that's my like dream goal. Maybe be like Grace Jones and still be performing, but. Um, apart from that, no, I'm just, yeah, it's like next day is the next day, whatever.
0: Yeah, I think that's an admirable goal. I want that goal. I want to be 70 on a farm and just making right. music. Yeah, that's like right. it. Right? I think everybody can relate to that. Uh, Max, you were fascinated about the prime minister. You, you, you were Oh, really yeah.
2: It, we uh, have this impression of her, you know, outside New Zealand. We're, we're all like, this person seems like the most like poised, smart you know, ideal kind of leader. We have a pretty good guy up here in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, equally handsome in his own way, I'd, I'd say. <laughs> uh, but uh, what, what do the locals uh, think of her?
4: Um, They love her.
2: Okay. Oh, good. All right. She's, there well, she
4: won. She just, she's just been re- re-elected. <laughs> but she's, I mean, no, she's, no, nah, she's great. Um, <laughs> everyone loves her.
0: Yeah, she's become like an sort of an international star uh, throughout this whole she pandemic. She has, eh? yeah, yeah. Jacinda
4: Ardern. Yeah, I didn't know how like popular she was over there until I like went over last year to do work, and everyone was like, "Oh my gosh, you've got Jacinda." I was like, <laughs> <"Yeah."> "Jacinda, <laughs> we do."
2: <laughs> Jacinda, what is,
0: <laughs> what is the first thing people ask you when they find out you're from New Zealand? And this can be going back to before you were sort of you know making music.
4: Um, <laughs> I don't know. Are you from? Where, 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 I don't know what they asked me. Oh, they probably asked me something about the Lord of the Rings. Right, mm.
2: right, right. Yeah, yeah. Is Marmite is that a New Zealand thing or? Yeah, we've got Marmite. got Marmite.
4: Marmite. No, we've okay. we have Marmite. They have Vegemite. Nice. Vegemite's not very good.
0: <laughs> mm,
2: okay, okay. Marmite for yeah, life. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This is so nice to talk to you and love listening to cool. the records and everything thank that you do. You. Know.
4: Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you
2: so All right. much.
0: All the best. Later.
4: Thanks, guys. See you later.
0: All right. Welcome back. Thank you so much to uh, to Benny for giving us some time to, uh, today. And uh, yeah, it was nice. Yeah, to do that an joke again.
1: played much better uh, on air than in. Than it was when you <laughs> were told me. No, I'm kidding. I obviously... <laughs> yeah, it's for our listeners. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Max still has... Or
1: Shane still hasn't seen the
0: interview. We literally just... Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you know what, though? We're here. We're in the part of the show uh, that we save for the back end, and that is Shane's surprise.
1: Shaney. Yeah. You yeah. Know, of course. So have you guys heard of this uh, George Clooney uh, thing going around? <laughs> 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 have you guys heard about this? Have you? Yeah, yeah I think I've, I've is, seen it. So the name of So, okay, so this is inspired by you a little bit, Max, and your generosity as of late, uh, giving your PlayStation 5 to uh, multi-millionaire NBA (laughs) all-star Jamal Murray. (laughs) It's like, you know, George Clooney, you you give your money to millionaires, George Clooney is giving his millions to presumably his lesser uh, financially well-off friends. So he's giving $1 million to... 14 of his closest friends and i was just curious uh one what do you guys think of that two do you think brad pitt's in on the mix there or if it's just his lower income friends and three what is the most generous gift that you've ever been given or thing you've done for someone else so there's a lot Mm. here going on this back (laughs) section a lot of pressure on me
0: okay first let's talk about uh what we think of george doing this
2: well, yeah, I wanna know who who leaked that? Like, because usually cause that kind of gift usually when rich people do generous things, unless they're like at a ribbon cutting thing, you don't like you don't do the he thing where like it. hey publicists make yeah, oh, didn't so, he- so he just he, he gave
3: an it. interview about it. Yeah. Like there's quotes from him he talking pulled about what he did. Max,
1: it. Max, you're doing TikToks about your generosity. <laughs> And leaking them, <laughs> leaking them to the press. I'm air quoting right now. <laughs> No, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a not sure level. You're <laughs>
2: um, No, but I'm saying that like, did he just bring that up in an interview? Because that's a weird thing for someone to be like, "Hey, by the way, so George, what have you been up to lately?" Like? It's like, "Well, I give a million dollars to fourteen of my friends." Like, how does that come up?
1: Like, how does well, the interviewer came know up- to bring this up? He okay. was like, these These people have helped me in my life. He's like, so many people have helped me in my life. So I was thinking, what could I do to help them? How about a million bucks?
0: Okay, but here's the thing. So I thought about this. Like, no, I do not think Brad Pitt, although he's probably one of George's close friends, it would seem, uh, Did get? he didn't get a million dollars. But when you think about people like George Clooney, George Clooney led like, you know, he's led... I mean, he's been famous for a very long time, but there's probably friends of his. Like, let's say that Max goes like super, gets supernova famous, you know what I mean? Like, supernova famous. You and I are still gonna have regular jobs, but we'll be close friends of his. So, like, imagine that Clooney has pals like that, uh, you know what I mean? That are like, that have families, maybe they do professional jobs. You know, they make money, but they don't make a million dollars. So, George giving those people a million, like, say one of his friends is like, I don't know, that he grew up with as a dentist, you know, that guy getting a million dollars. Is a huge, huge thing, and I, I, because I, I was like, who is getting this money? You know what I mean? Like, and I, that's all I can think is it must be people that aren't like George Clooney wealthy, but they're just sort of
1: like regular people that are his his pals that you know maybe make you know whatever they make a year. Does that make sense? I wonder what his net worth is. Do we have anyone fact checking or could pull that up? George Clooney
3: Let me net look worth.
1: Up. All right, Erica, get on that. I think let's guess because I think it's. Yeah. A, I think he's made some
0: crazy good investments. Like I think I'm like saying, 350.
2: Casamigos. I think he, he's in the tequila brand. Yeah. Casamigos. You know. I'll go he, 200 200
0: there. million. He's worth 200 million. That's my guess. Shane says 350 max. Eric say one crazy one, face. One, 100 I'm doing 100.
2: Um 100.
3: well what like what kind of sources do we believe on these things because filmdaily.co says 500 million.
0: Wow, mm. half a billion.
3: And it's and it's quoting Forbes. It says based on Forbes report okay. from 2019. Okay, Forbes Clooney, we can trust has an estimated $500 million. Wow.
2: That's pretty good.
0: Now 14 seems a little low for your best friends, I gotta yeah. say. <laughs> uh,
2: that's a funny one though, because I'm sure he's been picking up the bill and paying for vacations like for, yeah. forever. Um, well, that's yeah, what I would do. Fit. Like I- I've said yeah. this
0: before, like if I won like 50 million in the lottery, there would be like sort of like this inclination to hand out money. And, and ultimately, I know I would, like I can't say no to like, you know, anything but you take care of people you think we would ask for money no i i think that i think that uh, there'd be a bunch of like uh champagne boys ventures that would want to be backed like you know no one would just ask for money but they would all everyone would all of a sudden have like a business that they want hotter vests yeah yeah uh which which again like with 50 mil like you probably it's your friends i trust my i would get into business with my friends now you know shit we're doing this podcast but i uh I would do immediately, I would take us all on like a private jet, like trip somewhere. It'd be like, pile everybody on this. Nobody's spending a dime and we're going to spend like two weeks somewhere crazy. That would be the thing I would do. And then I would sort of take the money requests as they came and, you know, try to make sober decisions. How many people
1: like, would you go to even your acquaintances? Like, how would you know how to cut? (laughs) Cause it would suck to be that person just on the edge of being in. It's
0: hard. It is hard because we do have like, like I got work friends that I'm close with. I got like champagne boys I'm close with. I got like other high school friends. I don't know. It probably looks something like my bachelor party, which you both were on. So congrats. You make the millionaire uh, private jet.
2: I kind of think it kind of depends on like the friends. So there's certain friends that are doing better than others, but not because um, they're smarter or I, sometimes it's just like they've chosen a line of work that's like less lucrative. But they're actually doing more for the community. So it's like if you had a friend who's who's like a nurse or a social worker or a fundraiser or some of that who's like but it, and is making less money than someone who has a bullshit job but is making a lot more money, then maybe you're more inclined to help the person that is giving back through their work in a different way, but not making as much money.
0: Absolutely, and 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 that's the those are the kind of people I think George maybe has in his life that he's like you know that money could be.
1: Uh, Game changing. Shane, what was the other question? What was the best gift you ever received? Yeah, this is a, you get to pick. Like, what's the most generous thing that's ever happened to you? Or what's the most generous you've been to someone else? I'm interested in Max because he seems to be giving shit away quite often.
2: Ooh, uh, good question. Um, Who, I mean, there's been lots of, are you talking about like financially? Like, um, is that what you mean? Or just like, I'm, I mean, like, even like last year for my birthday, like you know, Ash arranged for, like Nick Nurse to show up. Uh, that was a really nice, thoughtful gift. Um, but I'd say one thing that kind of sticks out to me. So, for listeners of the pod, I did that uh, story read about Peter Rosenthal and his uh, his career as a social justice lawyer in one of his cases. and And I love Peter. and Peter's a very generous guy. Uh, and he made a good living being a U- University of Toronto professor, but no, by no means was like loaded. And he has like a big family that he's very generous with. But I remember um, being at McMaster uh, and I was probably 20. I was living on Arkell Street and I was home for the holidays and I saw him at some family event. And I mentioned that I wanted to get a basketball hoop for the driveway. And I brought this up with him because only because at his house on Palmerston, we grew up playing a lot of basketball there. So I just said, hey, Peter, inspired by your driveway. I, I think we're going to go get a basketball hoop. And Peter goes, oh, how much is it? Like, I'd love to pay for it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, And then he just gets out his wallet and just starts handing me $20 bills. He probably handed me like $250. He's like, Max, I, I don't think I've ever got you a gift. Just, just take it. I, no, it would make me feel really good to do it. Can you just, just take the money. And, and, and when you're 20 years old, And someone just hands you $250 for this thing that's kind of frivolous, but still kind of meaningful because it's like sports and it's a good memory from our childhood. I was thinking, I was like, that is the most like spontaneous gesture ever. And Peter would never in a million years think that I'd be telling this story publicly. He didn't do it for any other reason that he loves me and that he wanted to do something nice. And he's not the kind of guy to like send me a gift on my birthday, but like we're in this moment together and he knows I'm a broke 20-year-old college student. So I think that kind of thing is is pretty special. So I think it's my favorite, most generous gift that I've ever received. Uh, Shane,
1: what about you? Uh, I took a friend to the keg for their 40th birthday. No, which, but it, <laughs> which like i didn't really know it was uh when their birthday was and they uh when like we were talking and they were like oh it's my birthday today and um i took him to the keg and the, you know it came to like 350 bucks the bill who who is the friend do, do we know this person his name was con mm. but he might probably
2: really appreciate it though that, that the spontaneous generosity is, is pretty cool
1: yeah, I know it doesn't seem huge because it's the keg, but that's $100 more than that Rosenthal doled out for the basketball hoop. <laughs> it's
2: true. Very true. Uh, uh, Erica, what's the most generous gift you've ever uh, received or given?
3: Um, mm, well, I feel like sentimental gifts sometimes are a little bit more like I... um, Like, my grandma one time gave me a necklace, which was very generous of hers. Um... Because, I mean, she has three other granddaughters she could have picked, but she picked me to have that necklace. So <laughs> that was really nice. Yeah. Um, and it's real gold. So, like, I don't want to break, but, like, I have, like, some real gold. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably that.
2: <laughs> Mikey, what about you?
0: The most generous gift I've ever received is easily the championship ring that my brother got from mm, MLSC, the Raptors the championship ring, one. which was, like, worth a lot and, you know, he worked for the company, he earned it. It says Veerman, but he he literally they gave it to him that day and he came over to my apartment and, and gifted that to me, which was that's easily the most generous one uh, that, that I've I've ever received.
1: And sadly I um, think maybe one of the best gifts I've ever gotten is the facsimile cheapo version of the ring that uh, Greg gave to you. You gave to me. That really is right. the, the freebie. <laughs> I got
0: I got the the, the free, the free <laughs>
1: replica. <laughs> And you yeah, got twenty dollar value, but it really it meant a lot to me.
0: Well, I honestly, you know what, it was actually a pod listener, and I'm sorry for not like remembering your name right now. You'll probably please DM us if you're listening to this. I think they DM'd either me or the Mike on Much Instagram, but they said like after listening to the story with my brother. Or maybe they saw my post and they said, Hey, now that your brother's given you this, does that mean Shane gets the the one from opening night? Oh. And that was the thing that, that got my brain and I went, Oh my god, I'm like, that is such a great idea. I think I just like L O L'd and then like what it was like maybe like it was Christmas, like a month later, and then I, I gifted it to you that that that, that hmm. during a pod. Much like yeah. the
1: ring, it that tarnishes it a little bit, like it's tarnished it? a little bit now. Yeah. No, no. I'm sorry, sorry. I just sorry. wanted the ring is tarnished a little bit. I was, trying, I was trying to work that joke out the entire day. No, it still means a lot. To me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.